Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Meat. <laughs> spill the Meat, spill your face. <laughs> Bitch the pot, the tea is hot. Disclaimer, the focus of this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the people and events mentioned in this episode are real due to the nature of historical storytelling, we can't be sure of specific details from these events and people. That being said, don't quote us in your history essay. Just enjoy the gossip for what it is. Gossip! It's gossip! It's gossip! And there's so much (laughs) this time, this month, really. We're going to have a great month good good month for spill the meat oh yes it's spooky season Mm -hmm. we love that yep we're kicking it off with a couple people who are going to have tv shows or movies come out about them this month yes give me the details on which one is coming out about your person today yes so this episode when it airs one episode of the show will be out already Ooh. because it comes out on September 11th on okay. Stars, okay. and it is called The Serpent Queen, Ooh. and it's all about Catherine de' Medici, and the actress playing her is perfect. Like I, <gasps> and when you hear this story, the places they can go, the artistic license they can Ooh. take, like it's gonna be a good oh, one. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So she is known as the Black Queen, the Black Widow Queen, or the Serpent Queen, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was always a Demici. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry, when I say her full name, I seem to say Catherine de Medici. <laughs> but then when I only say the last name, yeah. I say Demici. I don't know. We're, we're just throwing some variation in yep, there. Okay? Very much it's not fine. Italian. Yeah. Um, but she was a Demici, no matter what you want to call her. And they are a ruthless family with... Is it really pron- pronounced Demici? I think so. Oh my gosh. I thought it was de Medici. Is it? Wow. I think... Okay. I'm sure you're mm-hmm. right. Well, I think it's just because I'm saying it fast, like Catherine de Medici. But... It's when I'm de, saying de, it's when I'm Medici? saying the D in front of de it, Medici? like de Medici, but when I'm saying the Medici's. De, de Medici. Does that make sense? Yes. This is not correct. Um, just so you know, this We're is just what yeah. I'm doing. No, this is fine. Um, I'm gonna call her Catherine a lot. Yeah, so, that's fine. Yeah. Katie. Cat. Oh, yeah. girl cat. <laughs> cat fits her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the name. Medici translates into doctors. Oh. Yes, from the Latin roots of doctors. So the early Medici were thought to be practitioners of medicine or apothecaries. Ooh, fun fact. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, I mean, we're already, it's already kind of dark, mysterious. Ooh, yeah. Um, Also, the family's roots are supposedly linked to one of Charlemagne's 8th century knights (gasps) named, okay, I really struggle with are this many R's in a name, oh, so no. bear with me. <sighs> a knight named Averardo. <laughs> Averardo. Averardo. Yeah, that's it hard. probably sounds so pretty. I can't. Oh, especially because we're American, our R's are Averardo. so... Averardo. Averardo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like, uh, R's like that are so hard. Or the word, like, p- particularly... Particularly, Ooh, that, that partic- is a hard I, one. Yeah, Partic- particularly, mm-hmm. it, it's, that's it, too many L's. I know, too much yeah. coming on. Anyways, legend says Averardo <laughs> was riding through <laughs> an area north of Florence when he came across a giant who'd been scaring people. 
Oswin does. How annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, Arverardo. <laughs> Arverardo. Okay, he's almost done. And then yeah. he's out of this story, so don't worry. Okay. Um, he fought and killed the giant, and in the process, his shield was dented by the iron balls from the giant's mace. So uh, the Demi- the now I'm all confused. I'm so sorry. The Medici family coat of arms has red balls on a gold shield, and they're okay. saying that was inspired by Arverardo's battle shield and like the mace Ooh, hitting it. Um, okay. Other theories are the red dots um, on the coat of arms were just stylized blood oranges because at the time oranges were known to cure scurvy and they were deemed a magical fruit so again <laughs> the only magic about them was that vitamin c baby vitamin c it's baby okay, we'll take it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah oranges and orange trees are often in medici coat of arms family portraits um and you can see a lot of these because um florence is like Medici, like the whole, the that, whole. That's her place. Yes, it is synonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, they commissioned virtually all of the art and architecture there. Um, they they were artsy. They knew Leon, Leonardo da Vinci. Ooh. Michelangelo lived with them when he was a teenager. Um, they knew Botticelli, Donatello, Galileo was the family tutor. All the all the Ninja Turtles. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, Florence Medici. If you go there today, brush up on the Medicis because it's going to make your trip a lot more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty much a Renaissance dynasty that's going to last over three centuries. They're going to produce four popes, two queens, and like so many leaders Holy of Florence. Shit. Yeah, um, and the family started as bankers. That was it. So technically not noble. They're just extremely rich and powerful. And, you know, started just like cranking out popes. Oh, yeah. Cranking them out. No kidding. Four in one family. That's a lot. That's That's a a lot lot of popes. That is a lot. Um, The... I felt like that was going to be really loud. It's okay. (laughs) Emily's pouring more mead actively right now. Maybe this will sound cool. Karen, do it. You guys like that? We're now in ASMR podcast. Welcome to Spill the, the, the nail clicking. <laughs> Is this, do, do you guys like this? Yeah, we, we can do this. Leave us a comment. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, back to it. <laughs> Demetri's ruthless, powerful, really big name. So let's bump right up to 1519. This whole thing's in the 1500s. I love, love that. So much overlap in other episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Again, we say it every time, but if this is the first episode you're listening to, you don't have to listen to other ones to get it. But if you have listened to all of them, this one's going to be a fun one. because yeah. Are there reoccurring characters? So much overlap. Yes. So much. Yeah. I always say characters as though they're like... Well, not real, but like, I don't know what else to call them. No, and people, like, we, people, reoccurring people doesn't sound as cool. People. No characters. Like we say this so theatrically. Yes, you know. exactly. <laughs> and it is a story that we are telling. Right. So they would be the characters in our story. Yes. It's a true ones. story. Yeah, exactly. Still characters. So there you go. Um, she was born on April 13th. <gasps> yeah. Love that day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she and Aries, Aries. And she had to be 
like her life was rough from the get-go and she was a fighter and she had to be Uh so her parents were lorenzo di piero de medici beautiful and her mother's name was madeline de la torre d'auvent Madeline. Yes, that's so cute. Her mom was a Bourbon princess who was related to a lot of the French nobility. So Mm. when she was born, her parents were thrilled as though she were a boy. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, that's so nice of them. But like back, it was. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I I know what you mean. Again, standards are lower. Standards are lower. (laughs) Um, So it starts... Like, right now. She was literally orphaned within days of being born. Yeah, days. And it wasn't the same thing. Her mother died of plague, and then her father died of, wouldn't you know it, syphilis. Fucking syphilis. Days. Back at it again. Back at it again with the syphilis. Oh, my gosh. Um, Days? Days. Literal days within the first week of her life. She's an orphan. Yeah. Poor baby. Oh my gosh. Okay. Syphilis, wow. man. That's wild. Yeah. It'll get you. Come get it. Come get it. I'm pretty sure you said that to pass up. It'll get you every time. It will. Here we go. The, the reoccurring character is syphilis. <laughs> the reoccurring character is syphilis. You'll hear about her all the time. Oh, man. Nasty bitch. So, um, Catherine went to live with her grandmother, but then her grandmother died after a year so okay. she's just going from family member to family member um but she had a shift of luck in 1523 when her uncle became pope clement the seventh oh shit pope clement the seventh here i go is the one that henry the eighth was trying to get his divorce <gasps> oh. to marianne Boleyn oh, from wow it's okay like cool that pope yeah is her and uncle. Uncle. Yeah. So, so cool. So, um, her uncle brings her to live with him in this extravagant palace in Flores. And the people there loved her. They called her the little duchess. And she, like, had some stability, which was nice from being, like, passed around. Yeah, finally. Um, I need that. And then the Medicis hit some hard times. So, not the end of the dynasty, per se, but, like, it's not great um their power came to a screeching stop in 1527 when she was eight years old and pope clement was overthrown (gasps) yeah not good um but for catherine it would actually and this this says a lot these are gonna be like the happiest times of her life pretty much like yeah it's not yeah, it's it's sad. She's a hostage, but she was sent to live in a series of convents. But it it was simple. It was safe. Like she yeah. got ripped away from her uncle and stuff. But it was you know again she finally like had that stability. The day to day. Yeah, same yeah. place, same people, kind of thing. Yeah, and the good thing is Pope Clement is, you know, Pope Clement, but he's also a Medici. So he's not just going to be overthrown. He's going to fight back. Okay. So he ends up making a deal with the King of Spain. Oh. Charles. Oh. (laughs) Margaret of Austria's nephew. Oh, shit. So in return for helping get his title of Pope back, he's going to make Charles the Holy Roman Emperor. That's how he ends up the Holy Roman Emperor. Whoa. Yeah. So Spain was like, yep, let's go. And they send their armies out to Florence to start fighting in Italy. Oh, my gosh. Overlap. Um, but it's like really quick. Okay. Okay. 
it's just it's one of those moments where again you don't have to listen to Margaret of Austria to get this, but it's because this happens in history so much. This overlap was like so glorified in Margaret of Austria's story, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh my gosh, like she fought and then he was the Holy Roman Emperor. Oh man, victory. And this is going to lead to the most terrifying, disgusting and devastating moments in Catherine de' Medici's life. Like, I mean, there's another one when she's older, but this is terrible. And so it's crazy because in these things you hear everyone's stories and like someone's victory is someone else's this. So Spain sends forces to Italy, to Florence, and that's where Catherine is. So not good. She is in a convent, but she's still there. And now there's you know, another country's whole ass army there. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. So her captures are restless. They're like, oh man, like, well, what are we going to do? How can we hold off the whole army? Oh, we have this tiny no, hostage. No, no, We've got to make the most of that, right? Please don't. Yeah. So some of the more barbaric soldiers were starting to really resent the fact that she was technically a hostage, but they weren't using this to their full advantage you know they were treating her too well so she is 10 they suggested killing her um exposing her naked and chained to the walls of the city as a warning or debatably the worst give her to the troops for entertainment she's 10 yeah and she's stuck stuck there it's awful she is in so much danger right now like it is so bad she's not going to make it much longer she's in this situation for a year a year (laughs) i have so much anxiety i was like trying to scoot away from the microphone i was like can i can i go i'm sorry let me know if you need a break yeah um okay yeah she is stuck there for a whole year which again she's living the things they were probably saying to her and stuff like she's a baby how terrifying baby i know and back then you know like things moved faster age-wise like you got married young or whatever but no tens young tens young for all this a little teeny girl yeah yeah that is an elementary schooler oh yeah and it's it's bad like the anti medici armies are now flanking the nunnery where she is they are closing in and they they narrowed it down they decided they were gonna kill her or they were just gonna send her to a brothel to devalue her so then like oh, you know because my god that would hurt clement more right this kind of hurt them. shit yeah well none of it happened florence <sighs> surrendered pope clement was pope clement again <gasps> and he the first thing he did was have her brought to him mm-hmm. in front of him where he could see her not harmed and everyone said <sighs> that he like met her and hugged her and just crying oh yeah okay <sighs> yeah so she made it out of that but Girl. i mean Catherine de Medici is one of those people that gets a, a rap. I mean, she probably has like the reputation, yeah. you know, of being this like scheming, like murderous person. But I mean, look, look I'm at sorry. this. After this situation, I'm very, yeah, I'm on her side. Yeah. Whatever she decides, I get it. <laughs> 
I know it's it's going to be interesting to hear what people think of her at the okay. at the end of this. Yeah, actually. and it'll be interesting to see how the TV show portrays yeah. her. Mm-hmm. They're going to play up like her badassery because she's mm-hmm. a hard ass for sure. Ooh. But yeah, again, um, she's one of those where like you're going to like her or not, you're going to believe it all or maybe some of it. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, it's she's a fun one. Okay, okay, I'll I'll reserve still my my final judgment, but. I'm very pro Catherine right now. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm like, do I say it right now? Do I say if I like her or don't? I'm, no, I, I want to. Okay. I want to like roll with the, with the waves, with the tide. Beautiful. I want to see where it takes me. Good to know. I'm just going to give you the story. Uh-huh. So she's back with her uncle and she's nice and safe and sound. And so now it's time to find her husband. God fucking damn it. Because <laughs> 1500s. Find her a good one. That's the best we can hope for yeah, at this well, time period. Well, she had, you know, she was a Medici mm-hmm. and her Pope uncle, you know, like that's great. Um, and so she had her that. Pope uncle. Her Pope uncle. <laughs> uncle Pope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good that she had those things working for her because it would have maybe been hard to find her someone otherwise because she was like not a great beauty. And oh. I hate saying that, but in. I, you can't not say it because in so many like descriptions of her and people like writing about her, like it comes up. And so it needs to be said. She's not one of those who are known for her beauty. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I have some descriptors, descriptors, ah, cute. Um, some <laughs> descriptions for you, and obviously I'll post some portraits because there's a lot of her. Um, but just to give you an idea, so she's she's short. She's under five feet tall. Uh, she's very thin and described as having the protruding eyes of the Medici's. And other people said that her face was heavy looking. And I know that you're like, what does that mean? Yeah, what the fuck does that but mean? But when I saw her portraits, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Kind of. Yeah. Um, you're not going to look at her portrait and be like, ew, God, what is that swamp donkey doing sitting for this or anything? Yeah. It's not like that. But Okay. I also notoriously am like a... I, I've, I don't know if I've ever called anyone ugly in my life. Right. No, so. I know. We're, yeah. You and I yeah, don't people, like it. Like, no. Yeah. We will give everyone the benefit and just like point out the good. You the can good always parts. find something beautiful yeah. on someone. And you could for Catherine too. I can am. I look at her? Can I, can I find a picture yeah, of her? Yeah, okay. absolutely. I'm going to. Um, yeah. Again, I didn't want to say it, but it's relevant to the story. So what, what are you seeing? Um, okay. See, a lot of the pictures she's like older and that heaviness kind of to me is like you know that has the the kind of jowls a little bit you know yeah that's and like bigger facial features yes like she has a um yeah larger nose it's kind of you know it has like the hooked nose i in the younger picture of her i think she's kind of i think she's cute I think she's a cutie. Right? Okay. I do. That picture right there. Yes. Which we will post. I think when she was young, she's a cutie. And I think, you know, she aged with grace. No Botox. Props right. to her. Yeah. No fillers. Yeah. And like, again, when you she hear about her life, you know, give give her a break. No, I, 
I, I'm here for her. I think she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I didn't want to say it, but it comes up no, later in her but life. we need to... I've also... We've talked about people like Philip the Handsome, and then I looked at the picture, and I was like, is he... Which is me. Yeah. Who's person? <laughs> Sorry, Philip. But like, no. by their standards, he was. Right. So far. By my standards, I think Catherine's fine. Yeah. I think she's cute. 100%. So far. But they don't think so. And that is something to keep in mind. And that is just it's fine. It's relevant. And so far, honestly, with all of the... Sorry to keep throwing it back to other episodes. This I'll try to stop doing that. But so far, the only sketch that I've seen of someone that was supposed to be attractive who was, was... Kamehameha's general Kayana. He was oh. a hottie. Like I still have not one. seen the picture of him. You haven't? Okay. Did you post it? No, I okay. didn't, and I don't know why. That's why I that's why I haven't seen it. Because I looked through all the pictures yeah, that were posted. I want to see them. I'll show you. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So the French king going. It's always the French king, I feel. Um <laughs> he offered up his second son to marry her. Okay. And Pope Clement was like, well, let's fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> great. Like, Sounds second good. son of the king of France. Yeah, you know what the bad. likelihood is that the oldest son's gonna die? Like, we're looking great here. 50-50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Francis I is the king of France. Um, he was absolutely just delighted to have her as a daughter-in-law to his son, oh. Henry, the Duke of Orleans. Oh. Um, Henry, however, wasn't thrilled. Um, He was not attracted to her. And she was an orphan. And worse, technically, she was a commoner. You know, like, French people called her the shopkeeper's daughter. Like, the French court sucks. I mean, it's rough, you know. I know. Um, Yeah, man, I would not want to be in that court. Literally, if you're not French, then fuck you. Like, and and she was Medici rich, but it's not enough. You're not French. Fuck you. Oh, and like your mom's family's French and you have a family living in France right now. Your dad's Medici. You're not French enough. Fuck you. Like, it's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So again, this is making me just more pro-Catherine. Mm-hmm. Also, the French saw the Italians to be into mysterious and dark things like potions and witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. Um, Medici means doctors. Think of that mm-hmm. because she's going to be heavily linked with poison later on that's why they call (laughs) her the serpent queen oh shit because poison oh shit okay like so much poison okay um she was also really into science especially astronomy and astrology um we'll later see her linked with nostradamus we Um, love a woman in stem love that um but unfortunately, this was not helping with any of the whole Italians, dark magic, but now she's into science. Yeah. Oh, God, no. No, it's like, what's two plus two? Four? Oh, you're a witch, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And France right now is, like, so religious that mm. they're not into it. Um, the only French person that was into it was the, the French king. He loved all things Italian. Like, oh. yes, he was just Twitter-pated oh. over this whole thing. And he would not know how the force that he just invited into <laughs> his family, his home, his country. She's should have known she's an Aries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's talk about her wedding day. Okay. Um, it was obviously absolutely stunning, described as ludicrously extravagant. Good. Yeah, the French king and a pope. 
or put oh, like come on hell yeah. yeah um the french king expected this little medici girl to show up though mm-hmm. um he said clement should at his own discretion furnish all illustrious relatives with clothing ornaments and jewels like he's saying if she's coming here she she better look good uh-huh deck oh, her yeah. out this yeah. is france yes and also Technically, she's a commoner. The thing she's got going for her right now is her money. It's hard. So, yep, yep, yep. yep. Let's, show off the money. Let's see that money. Mm-hmm. Wear it. Yep. Um, and Clement was like, yeah, let's do it. He's not going to disappoint his yeah. most important new ally, yeah. France. <laughs> like, yeah. So he recruits one of the most beautiful and remarkable women of the time, mm-hmm. Isabella d'Este. <gasps> Adeste. Adeste. Remember that, listeners, because that name is going to come back in a few episodes. Ooh. But put a pen in it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was a fashion trendsetter of hairstyles, clothing. Everyone wanted to wear what she was wearing, do what she was doing. So Pope Clement's like, yep, you're the one. So they sit down. They put together Catherine's um, trousseau, which is just clothes, household linen, and other right. belongings um, collected by a bride for a marriage. Um, they got a ton of precious stones and fabrics sent straight mm-hmm. to Rome to start working. Working on this and since you know here it is the first time it comes up since she wasn't considered a beauty and they all knew that Isabella was going to do everything she could to help this little girl oh, from Florence good. impress the French with these clothes so Isabella sent to the Vatican several pounds of gold and silver and a few pounds of silk, um, you know, stuff to embroider her gowns with, um, cloth of gold, cloth of silks. Uh, Pope Clement made sure that the clothes were only produced by the finest seamstresses, no one else, and only in the styles recommended by Isabella. If Isabella didn't approve it, it's not happening. She sounds trustworthy when it comes to style. Oh, yeah. Isabella's your Libra friend who's going to like come in and give you a hot outfit for your date kind of girl. We all need that friend. We all need... We have that friend. We do. (laughs) Get yourself a Libra. They'll keep you looking good. Um, So this rich trousseau also included bed hangings that had black and crimson silk sheets. Oh, yeah. And it also included undergarments that were equally as splendid as all of her outer stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She going to France looking good. Yeah. So... Again, like, this is the amount of things I just picture people in um, Rome watching all this stuff being, like, poured in for her dress, essentially. Like, pounds of gold and silver, not, like, cloth necessarily, but actual gold and silver to decorate it with. Um, Obviously, cloth and gold of silver. Lace, brocades, damask, everything that's expensive, she had it. Her jewelry had ropes of pearls, all these earrings, rings, golden belts, emeralds, sapphires, rubies, a pendant pearl, enormous diamonds, all made by the best jewelers in Rome. (sighs) They went all out. Um, quick tidbit on her jewelry, though. Um, her most famous piece of jewelry is this amazing pear-shaped pearl. Um, pearls, sorry, there's multiple. And she would Ooh. later give them to Mary, Queen of Scots, on her wedding day. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Cool! And then, when Elizabeth I executes Mary, Queen of Scots, <laughs> she takes those pearls. <gasps> and that's all we're going to say about him, because this is Catherine's story. But... 
that uh, was that's very interesting mm-hmm. she's Ooh. bringing those pearls with her oh okay <laughs> um so obviously this isn't cheap right <laughs> So uh, the taxes in the city were raised to put all this on. Uh, Florence as a whole was pissed. Um, Papa Clement wasn't super popular anyways, and this is not helping. Um, So the money came from taxes and other, quote, controversial places in Rome. Whatever what that means. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, blood money? It's yeah, gotta right? be. Um, Ooh. Either way, Catherine looks good. Um, and obviously they have to have portraits commissioned of her. And she had a portrait painted of her. And there's this whole gossipy story behind it. <laughs> Love it. So not only did the artist who did this portrait find Catherine's personality captivating, he also had to comment, although the girl had irregular features. It's just always in there. The God, poor girl. Right. He's so mean. So the rumor is that when the artist took a break, Catherine took the brush and remodeled some of her features <gasps> to be considered more unflattering at what? the time. Yeah. Like... She like went into Facetune and like went to reshape and like twisted like her whole face made it worse. What? Yeah. Why? Right. Why? Like. Why? Yeah, <laughs> why? What I'm trying to say. Why? Um, Do we get an answer to why she did that? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like a motive. A motive out there to make yourself look worse. When you're already not super cute. Oh, I feel like I know. It's a guy. Yeah. So rumor had it that Catherine and her cousin, Ippolito de Medici, were just infatuated with each other. So for this reason, Ippolito was forced to be a cardinal so he couldn't marry which, like, some real Pope shit, you know? Oh, like, yeah. that is, like, the classic, my uncle's the Pope move. Like, oh, oh absolutely. You like him? Cardinal. Yep. Bye. <laughs> now you can't marry anyone, bitch. Yep, bye. <laughs> um, so the, the theory is she worsened her appearance in the portrait so the picky, picky French French wouldn't approve of her, and then maybe she could have, like, gotten back in with Ippolito. No one knows if oh. this is true. Huh. Gossip. To me, it's true. Also, this is going to work out to her favor if they're like, oh, no, you know what? This is, it's not great, but it's fine. And then she shows up and it's like the opposite of most Tinder profiles where that it's was, like, oh, wow, you you look better than I expected. That was my I'm initial thought. surprised. Yeah. That's what I thought she was doing. I was like, okay, I get it. You yeah. Know? She just wanted them to be pleasantly surprised because yeah. she's like, hey. No matter how bad everyone says I look, I can make myself look worse. And then when they see me in real life, they'll be like, oh, it wasn't that bad, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's God, what I thought, girl. too. This poor girl. Um, for what it's worth, I looked through portraits of her, and I couldn't find one where that where she looked different, you know, like, yeah. wow, what, what happened there? So I don't know. I would imagine that the artist would, whatever, I like it, it happened. Mm-hmm. We're, we're keeping it. Yeah, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. Um, it, even more drama. Um, Ippolito also ends up traveling with her to France for her wedding. So if they were in love and that was all true, that's like a big oof. 
<sighs> yeah, because he's a cardinal, so he's got to go. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, I hope they put that in the show. So dramatic. I know. Please be in the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Catherine's retinue was huge, obviously, mm-hmm. um, including Florentine ladies. Is it Florentine from I, Florence? I think so. Well, her ladies in waiting <laughs> and, um, you know, noble women, artists, so on and so on. But there were also 70 Frenchmen who had been tasked by the King of France to go there and escort her to her new country, to her new home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they leave on September 1st. And when she arrives, a French emissary was there and they came and gave her all these gifts and she was so happy. She was just thrilled. Um and then a whole last month later, a month later, here comes Papa Clement arriving with his whole retinue, including 13 cardinals, 30 bishops, all these Italian nobles. You know, when, when they come in, they come in. Yeah, did they leave anyone behind? Like, was <laughs> anyone left there? The one straggler in the back. <laughs> oh my gosh, the, uh, was it a rhino that was in Jumanji? That oh was my always, gosh, yeah, yeah, the original one. Uh-huh. Yeah, always in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, randomly after everything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that guy. Here he comes. Yeah. Um, so Catherine and Clement and everyone else sailed on this big galley, which they named La Duchessina in Catherine's honor because her childhood nickname was the Little Duchess. Cute! It's so cute. Oh. She must have been... Like, so happy. You, like, after all of that, that was a rough childhood and yeah. stuff. And, like, now you're getting married to, like, a French prince. Like, yeah. it, uh, it makes me happy to think of how happy she must have been. Um, so, they all arrive at Marseille on the 11th of October and were joyfully welcomed. So, she left on September 1st. Wow. Yeah. And so, now they get to where this wedding's going to be on October 11th. So... All the cannons fired in unison as soon as they hit the port and the harbor. They had all of these musicians and crowds cheering and they greeted them with like um, French and Italian songs. Like so great. Everyone is just elated. Um, The Pope and Catherine spent the night outside the city in this wooden palace. And by all accounts, like everyone's just so happy having a great time. Oh, I feel like it's too happy. Hang, hang in there. Okay. Hang in there. Okay. Um, the entrance of the Pope into the city was scheduled for the next morning because you can't just go somewhere when you're the Pope. It's a whole, right. whole spectacle. Uh-huh. So he's sitting on this ceremonial throne that are carried on men's shoulders. Oh, I, I was picturing it before you even said it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. his day too, you know. Yep. Um. The Holy Sacrament was carried on these richly capricioned stallions, which I had to look that up. I didn't know what yeah. capricion meant. It's pretty much just ponies draped with pretty fabric. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And um, then there was a line of cardinals and bishops and their litters and chariots. All of that was draped in all of these fabrics. Ippolito would have been in there. So there he is, yeah. The Jacob. I know. It's a, yeah. <laughs> to her Bella. Yeah. <laughs> And so Catherine, Catherine's there, obviously, surrounded by her household, which is also dressed 
great. Mm-hmm. Um, they arrive at this specially built residence near a palace. This still isn't the wedding, by the way. This is just them getting a little bit closer to where the wedding is going to be. But she's still all decked out. Um, the King of France and his enormous retinue, including his family, made a grand entrance on the 13th of October. And when King Francis gets there, he goes up to Pope Clement and they're meeting in between like the residence that was made for this. It's like two buildings away from each other where each of the parties were lodged. And then in the middle, there's this big chamber for celebrations and stuff, right? So um, that's where the king and Pope Clement met to finalize the betrothal agreement because this is not by proxy. This is happening in real life. Fucking finally. I know. And it's not even a double marriage. It's not even a double marriage. Look at this. And the bride and groom are the same age. Oh my God. I, I mean, happy day. Yeah. How old is Catherine at this point? I want to say 14, 15. Oh, little baby still. Yeah. But at least your husband's the same age. So right. You know yeah. what? We got to take the wins where we can. Yes. The marriage contract is signed. And it's on. So what the contract said were the Pope and France would be allied against Emperor Charles V. And together, they would reconquer the Duchy of Milan and make... Yep, that would make Catherine and Henry the Duke and Duchess of Milan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. A Clement would pay a dowry of 100000 and give France certain Italian territories as well. Okay. And it was all good. Let's get her married. So her time has come. It's October 23rd. I'm concerned. <laughs> no, don't, don't. Just wait. Okay. Okay. Um, Every time something goes good for someone, I'm always like, but, oh, but what's know. next? Because our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. History has taught me to be a pessimist, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, just because it's me and you knew I was going to, this is all happening in October of 1533 and 1533. Was also when Anne Boleyn was crowned queen. This is a big year for all things that I love. Like, Mm -hmm. this is great. Um, But this still, I mean, this is technically the wedding, but this is not the wedding day. This is just the wedding ceremony has like started. Like, all of the things we're going to do. This is like a multi day event sort of thing. This is just the very beginning. I love that for them. Yes, I have a spectator quote looking on on all this. I love that. It says, Catherine officially entered Marseille riding on a Rowan horse decked out in gold brocade. Pause. The spectator quote literally says decked out and gold brocade. That was a turn of phrase then? Yeah. I, I That's what it said. I thought it was weird. I don't know why I thought that was more... Yeah. Same. Modern. I, I went and tried to find the quote somewhere else to make sure. And yeah, that's what... Yeah. You know what, though? I feel like I've heard that before. Like, I feel like in um, a past episode, I was reading a letter about your character from the Idaho Renaissance Fair this year. Yes. I feel like I remember hearing that phrase in the letter about her wedding as well. Right. It probably has some old meaning like like deck the halls. <gasps> I was just about to say deck the Ooh. halls. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, we just We're gonna look that up. <laughs> we just did a smart though, uh-huh. right there. Um, anyways, she was preceded by six horses, five capricioned, we know what that means now, mm-hmm. and scarlet and gold, and one in gray and silver cloth. 
led by her cousin Ippolito's pages. Literally leading her in to oh, her wedding. This better be in the fucking show. Uh, right? You oh, can't. You can't I need skip to this. see the Jacob to her Bella. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Here's the quote on, on what, what she's looking like. So her outfit was of gold and silver silk. Catherine's appearance did not disappoint the crowd. A fine horsewoman and brilliantly dressed, she made a striking impression. <sighs> Among her train rode 12 demoiselles and a royal and papal guard, a coach draped in black velvet with two pages on horseback also <sighs> followed. Yeah. Another, this oh. isn't really, it, it's kind of gossip, but it's fun gossip. Okay. Um, it's more of a fun fact, I guess. Catherine de' Medici was credited for bringing the side saddle to France. Oh. She rode in on this whole thing on a side saddle, and people are like, what the hell is that? And they're like, wow, so feminine. And they're like, I love oh, it. Women just, doing that from now on. So dainty. Yeah. Like, keep your <laughs> legs together, you whores. <laughs> you <are>. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that, she also brought this version of women's underwear so that when you're riding, men couldn't look up your dress when they're trying to help you. Off their horse, scumbags. Or, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, off the women's horse. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I, I know what, what you're saying. saying and also, help. like ew, men. Yeah, ew. No, ew, David. <laughs> ew, David. No, it literally said ugh, the way it was. I don't even know how I feel about this, but it. The direct quote was um, like, "Ladies' undergarments, so men couldn't see the sights of heaven." When they were helping women off their Damn horse. Damn right it is. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I like it. What? That is the side of heaven. An absolute beautiful, <laughs> beautiful thing. Let me tell ya. If you haven't seen one. You know what? Don't but. look up someone's skirt. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, back to her gown. A lot of other sources I found said that her gown was so bejeweled that spectators in the crowd couldn't tell what color it, it actually was. I love that. Yeah. Ooh. I love that for mm-hmm. her. So Isabella de Este nailed it. Like the extraordinary richness of it all. The clothing for her and her whole party had this huge impact on everyone. And the overall mission of her lack of beauty being disguised by her youth, clothing, and overall eager attitude because mm-hmm. she's so happy to be there. Yeah. It worked for Yay. the most part. Yeah. Um so after Catherine had been assisted in climbing down from her horse, where no one saw her sight of heaven, she went to the Pope and knelt down and kissed the hem of his crimson robes, mm-hmm. as is tradition. Oh, yeah, that's what they do. Uh, the King of France then hoisted her to her feet and then kissed her on both of her cheeks, and all of his sons did the same. Oh, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like she's down there kissing the Pope's hems, you know, and he just like picks her He's up. Like, like, no, no. Because she's very little, you know? Yeah. yeah like, sweet girl. Cutie. Oh. Um, so, yeah, Henry, let's talk about him. Let's talk about the groom. Okay. So, as we said, he wasn't fond of the marriage from the beginning. Yeah. So, mm. he was obviously. Um, disappointed with her appearance. Um, While she was absolutely exhilarated, um, people said that she forgot Ippolito like that. Done. 
Yeah, I know. Oh, no. This didn't hurts. you? Didn't you kind of think that Ippolito was like going to be a thing? Oh, for sure. I thought it was going to be a that thing. Was the Jacob to her Bella? Yeah. If they, if Jacob and Bella were cousins, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. Literally, if we're going to talk about him one more time, and he just what? yeets out of this whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Fine. get attached. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry was a looker. Um, he was fourteen, tall, muscular, and real handsome and she was like so into it Um, personality wise he was a little awkward um, but that's because of this crazy thing that happened to him and his brother in their childhood so they spent four and a half years in Spanish captivity the longer (gasps) it took the French to collect an astronomical ransom that Holy Roman Emperor (gasps) Charles V had demanded. I I forgot about this. I was so excited to tell you this. Oh my God. Their imprisonment got so out of control, they had been deprived of basic necessities. So remember back to Margaret of Austria, they had (laughs) the King of France in captive and then Henry (laughs) and his brother literally walked past their father yeah. while they switched them out for hostages. Yeah, that's her husband. I forgot about... Oh my gosh, I did not connect those dots. Yeah. I am floored right now. Literally. Again, you did not... Oh. <laughs> if if you have not listened <laughs> to Margaret of Austria, it, they're my favorite episodes. You do not have to, obviously, to understand this, but oh, they're so good. You should listen to them. You should, especially after this episode, because it yeah. talks about that whole thing. And you're like, oh, my God, that was Catherine de Medici's oh, husband. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Wow. And I'm going <gasps> to give you a spoiler alert. Yeah. She only has one husband. Whoa. It's this guy. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Like. Again, normally our our people have multiple husbands. It's by proxy. They're way older. Like she's a different one. And now I'm understanding why the King of France is like so stoked over his son's marriage because he's like, oh, my boys, my babies, you know, because he like, Mm -hmm. they've been through it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. This is all making sense. So the fact that he was described as awkward, like that's not (laughs) bad. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he should be traumatized. If we... Remember, it was the Spanish that were throwing out all of those horrible things to do to 10-year-old Catherine, too. And, like, they were in Spain, you know? Like, they were going to do that to Catherine on her own turf. Like, so what these boys went through is awful. It obviously had a profound psychological toll on them. Um, So, yeah, he was described as awkward, gloomy, and that's pretty impressive to me that he uh, was yeah. not a basket case. Oh, honestly. yeah, I would be a wreck. Oh, my gosh. The fact that he's functioning at all power to him, I'm proud of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine was stoked on him. She liked it. Um, his Ella... His Eleanor, his stepmother, mm-hmm. Queen Eleanor, there mm-hmm. it is, hashtag pray for Maddie, <laughs> she was usually completely neglected by uh, King Francis. Like, mm. that, you know, that sucks. But she was there. She got to come to this. She warmly welcomed Catherine. Like, it was going great. It's yeah. going great. They're all spending several days celebrating as these things go. The warm weather, the romance. Everyone said that all contributed to the relaxation of morals of a lot of these courtiers. Oh. And everyone's having a good time. <laughs> Everything said that 
I mean, the king's letting his, you know, guard down, like, ever. It's, it's Woodstock, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, weddings, man. Yeah. Um, even Henry, the new husband, he was dancing and jousting, and he was so Dang. good at it. And she was standing, like, watching, like, oh, my God. That's I'm, my man. Yep, I'm going to hit that. Yeah, like, <laughs> girl. Yes. She adored him. Like, Cute. he was hot and mysterious. Oh. We love it. And she was, like, so blinded by her love for him that she didn't realize that he was just jousting for her and dancing with her because his dad told him to and said, you better get out there and you better pretend to like her. And he did. I feel sorry for him. Like, because, okay, she's, like, a a great girl so far, but you should marry someone that, like, you are attracted to, that you want to marry, but, like... I know. It is what it is. I know. I. That's another one for Catherine, too. Like, I rip my fucking heart out. Like, she's over there Try thinking that this it. hot guy is so happy to marry her uh-huh. and stuff. Like, And he's over there like, ugh. I hate it. I hate the whole thing. Oh. It, like, and it, the fact my that heart. she's bullied by the French people. And then, like, on top of that, everything that happened when she was 10, I can't. Yeah, like, it's hard. This poor little thing. I want to just give her a big old hug. <sighs> well, this is a happy day. It's October 28th now, and this is the goddamn wedding day. We're going to the chapel. It's happening. It's happening. We are there. She is wearing her gown of golden brocade with a violet corsage that had velvet studded with gems trimmed with ermine. Upon her head, there was a crown of gold. Uh, Girl, you know. Mm -hmm, Looking Um, good. Oh, yeah. After Mass, because Catholic, France is very Catholic, so is Catherine. Um, Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The bride and groom exchanged rings and vows. And Catherine is now the Duchess d'Orléans. And she felt like she was on top of the world after a super scary life. Yeah. I feel so... Okay. I have to tell everyone, Emily has been sitting here with, like, the most concerned look on her face literally this entire time, like, waiting. I have not been enjoying, like, any good things that have happened to her because I'm just, like, waiting for the other, like, shoe to drop. I'm... I'm just going to keep, like, stringing you along, too. I know. It just keeps getting better and better, and now I'm getting more and more concerned. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's it's still... These are happy times. Now it's the wedding banquet, followed by a masked ball. And now, if they were getting inebriated at the last thing, now even cardinals, bishops are all relaxed to a substantial degree. Mm-hmm. And they're all just, like, getting lit. It's a wedding. You okay, know? Yeah, Some great. things never change. Hippolyta, yeah. um, who had once been infatuated with Catherine, eagerly participated in the masquerade, oh. as if his feelings for his cousin had, quote, vanished in a sea of wine that flowed like rivers. Oh, and good. so they were both over great. it, and that's it. That's their... Great. That's their story. Okay, good. They they moved on from each other yep. in a very happy way. I love that for yep. them. There, there's that. Mm-hmm. Bye, Hippolito. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm sure that he had a wonderful, sexless life as a cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Because things didn't go bom, great bom. for him. <laughs> um, so, at around midnight, the bridal couple left for the oh-so-romantic consummation ritual. Oh. <laughs> you know, nothing Everyone says. just watch them, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Catherine was led by Queen Eleanor to the nuptial bedchamber all her maids following them. Everyone's just kind of piling in, you know. And the newlyweds consummated their marriage on a splendidly decorated bed that was reported to have cost over a million dollars in today's currency. What? Uh-huh. With those real sexy black and red silk sheets she brought with her mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, mm, ooh la la. Can I just say, nothing 
nothing sounds worse to me than having to lose your virginity <laughs> as a teenager in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, then maybe this will cheer you a bit. Okay. Um, it was only the king that stayed in, in the room for the yeah. whole thing. Everyone okay. else was in there, you know, for like the ritual yeah. part. But when they were actually like peeing in the badge, it was just yeah. her father-in-law. So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking take it. Yeah. And not only was he there, but he like gave a nice little performance review afterwards to everyone and oh, said good. that his son and new daughter-in-law, quote, showed valor in the joust. So... Oh, the joust. My God. Uh huh. I could like write a dissertation on that. Like, there's so many things I need to say, but I'm just going to move on so that we're not stuck here for an hour. Let's move on to the next morning. Yes, please. Um, the next morning, Pope Clement comes in there while they're still in bed and he confirms that the proceedings occurred. Sure. And this and this was all normal, right? This yeah. oh, everyone yeah, this did it. This was the way it was done. Sure. Um, there may have been other reasons why more people weren't invited into the room. Okay. Um, we're going to get into that later. Oh, yeah. Put a pin in it. Whoa. So everything's still going great. The consummation meant that the marriage could not be dissolved. The Pope blessed them for procreation. This was followed by another exchange of gifts, you know, for the nobility titles and stuff like ultimate mm-hmm. party favor. Like you're an earl now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And then that was that. The king of France and his court parted ways on November 13th. Yep. Uh, The end. The story's over. They live happily ever after. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Catherine's still there with Queen Eleanor and all the ladies and stuff. Um, The Pope is also stuck there because of weather. Okay. Um, But Catherine and Eleanor had plans to, like, leave shortly after and meet up with uh, the king and the court of Valois in, like, a week or so. Um... So the weather clears up. The Pope, her beloved uncle Pope, comes and blesses her one more time. And he whispered in her ear, a spirited girl will always conceive children. And that was the last time Catherine saw him. Yep. And he went back to Rome. She went her separate way. And that was the last time she saw her uncle. The only other weird thing that happened this whole time, because I know you're really worried about the wedding. Only weird thing is sometime very shortly after their wedding could have been the next morning. But very shortly after Catherine had a dream of Henry laying in a pool of blood. Oh, shit. And she's mystical and stuff, you know, so. Oh, shit. But... The wedding went great. She goes back to France, and now she's living in the French court. So, as a lot of royal marriages go, Catherine didn't see much of Henry in that first year. Okay. Um, he was off traveling in the French countryside doing God knows what, um, because who cares? Because this is Catherine's story. Yeah. Um, but he just kind of, you know, left her there in the wolf's den because, again, the French court... They're bullying her. The French women in the court are mean. Um, like, the, they're notoriously ruthless, um, especially when you're not French, right? So she was a Medici. And if anyone can play a real-life Game of Thrones, it's a Medici. So <laughs> she initially impressed the court with her wit and tact. Um, she kind of settled in there, and everything seemed okay. 
by saying it seemed okay, she was not eaten alive by these people, you know? Okay. Like, they... She wasn't, like, crying every day. No, they yeah. were... They She's never doing great. adored her or anything. She was always an outsider, but they were like... Eh, okay yeah she she's fine we'll leave her yeah. alone you know like there's some casual shit talking about yeah, she her but she is test. not yeah she's not going to be like the main one they go after no, basically yeah, the main target yeah right um that all changed the next year however because pope clement dies a year later Ooh. of a painful illness to poor Catherine. and now <laughs> God. Pause. We're just doing a quick pause to see if he did die from syphilis. So. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear. I'm I will leave this building if Pope Clement <laughs> that would died be of syphilis. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, all <gasps> no. Oh Ooh, shit. Drama. Okay. Ooh. Um poison. Ah! By cat mushroom. Ooh, poison. Okay, that was just a hypothesis, though. Oh, okay. Could have been syphilis. I don't know. I mean, it could have been syphilis. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it... Okay, we looked it up. We don't know what he died from. It could have been a cat mushroom. It could have not been, but I'm saying syphilis. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Everyone died of syphilis, if you really think about it. Syphilis and the plague. (laughs) (laughs) One of them. It's gonna get you in the end. Well, whatever it was, it got him. Either way, Catherine is now in France alone with no ties to Rome anymore. And to make it worse, the new pope refused to pay her enormous dowry. So, oh, oh yeah, this got like really bad for her within a matter of days. The king of France, who once just adored her, ended up saying, quote, this girl has come to me stark naked, end quote, meaning like, I, there was all of With these nothing. promises. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing now. Like none of my lands back, no dowry, nothing kind of thing. Shit. And so this is bad. You would think that all of that would have been taken care of like right away. Like the dowry <laughs> would have been paid right when she got married. Like I, you just like go forward with the promise of all these things. That's kind of wild to me. It seems to me that because this, <clears throat> excuse me, things with dowries come up like Catherine of Aragon too yeah. had like dowry issues and her dad wasn't paying it like they had to have paid this in chunks okay yeah and i'm remembering what it sounds from, like. like this is a different time period but like in pride and prejudice yeah. the movie that's obviously. emily's yes. absolute movie just oh my God. for everyone I fucking love it um they say like this much a month i think like oh our uncle's gonna play pay this much a month yeah so yeah i wonder if it was like almost like paying rent right and like and if you think about it like they weren't engaged for long enough for the people of florence to be like taxed you know like they're gonna keep taxing them to raise the money yeah Mm -hmm. um so this is not good but she's not gonna go down with the fight because she's strong and she's an aries and she's medici and she's italian and just all of this bundled together yeah she's not going down without a fight um but luckily as it's known to do, the universe, or something, stepped in, and Henry was the second son, and thus never supposed to be the king of France. His older brother, Francis, was 18 and seemingly healthy. Although, I mean, the damp cells of Madrid when they were mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. right? So they both were never the same, but he was, he was a healthy guy. So he, Francis, his older brother, was out playing a round of tennis. 
one day. He asked for a cup of water, which was brought to him by his own secretary. And after drinking it, he collapsed and died several days later. The fuck? Yeah. The Dauphin of France. Yeah. Drank this water, dies several days later. Um, his secretary was brought to the court by Catherine de' Medici. And then he appointed him as his secretary. So... Obviously, the secretary who brought him the drink is accused of poisoning him, right? Because yeah. uh, back then, if anyone eats or drinks something and dies shortly after, it's poison. Yeah. No matter what. Um, so they go to search his secretary's quarters and they found a book on different types of poisons. Um, it's not looking good. Um Catherine was known to have interest in poisons and the occult. People knew this. So, um, should I attempt the secretary's name? Let's see. Monte. No, I'm not. Okay. So, (laughs) no. Under torture, the secretary confessed to poisoning him. So there's oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Well, he did have the book. You know what I you could know. get me to say by torturing me? Fucking anything. You know, in the movies when they're like, oh. I won't say anything and they're being tortured and they're like, no. It's, you like threaten yep. to like put anything up by like nail beds. Yeah. I'm done. I'll say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't even have to say anything specific. You just say like, well, we're going to take you to the torture and be like, okay, here it is. Yeah. Everything. What, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Write it out. I'll, <laughs> like, I'll tell you word for word. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little bitch. I can't be tortured. I, can't handle it. I literally think they would like put the pliers on my fingernail and I think my body would go into shock and yeah. I would just die. So they wouldn't get what they wanted anyways. I like get gas pains and I'm like, this is the end. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm going to die this is now. Why. Yeah, just oh kill me. <laughs> have you ever been like so sick to, this is a weird tangent, but have you ever been like so violently ill with some stomach thing and you're like puking and shitting and you're sitting there and being a history person, do you ever think like, wow, dying of this back in the day would really fucking suck? Because oh my when God, I'm yeah. that sick, that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, God, and I'm not going to die. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be yeah. fine. How would dying from this feel? You know, like, oh, yeah. <sighs> awful oh i couldn't i couldn't imagine yeah uh, anyways the circumstances of his death seem suspicious i agree with that yeah yes um there's evidence now they're saying that he could have died of natural causes probably tuberculosis because Mm -hmm. again spain when he was younger and stuff Mm -hmm. um but either way this is not looking great for catherine the italian who again the french consider masters of poisons and witchcraft like this isn't looking good yeah either way he's dead now and cat's in line to be queen of france out of fucking nowhere go cat yeah it's not ideal for a lot of reasons um i narrowed them down to five Oh, shit. Okay. So reason number one, people didn't like her. Um, She did went over the court initially and everything. Like I said, you know, they were fine with her, but she wasn't going to be the queen, you know? Yeah. Like she was just there. Going to be the duchess or whatever. Yeah, she was not going to be the queen of France. Yeah, she's going to be the duchess of Milan, like in Italy. Like they were fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, she had a pretty big motive in that very convenient death to the heir of the throne. And that's starting a bunch of rumors straight out of the gate. Yeah. So that's already starting to run rampant. Okay. Um, Number three, she was Catholic, but she prioritized religious peace because this was a time in France 
where we're going to see all these religious words are going to break out. It was like a big thing. And so the fact that she was Catholic, but like, you know, you don't have to be. It's fine. Catholics hated that. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Catholics are very. Catholic or die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, number four. She's now the Queen of France. She's already been married to Henry for over 10 years, and they don't have any kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That much time has gone by. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and reason number five was Diane de Poitiers. Who? Diane was a big problem. So Henry had a lot of mistresses, which was totally normal. And Catherine knew that, and she put up with it. Um, she, she knew how it worked and he was still coming to her bedchamber. So like, whatever, you know, the attempt for children was still being made. Yes. Like have, have a mistress. Fine. Yeah. Um, but Deanne, it's spelled Diane, but I'm trying to be French. Right. Um, Deanne was his favorite and the whole world knew it. Now I am going to say Deanne de Poitiers has her own story. And it's very interesting. And maybe one day we'll have to cover her because Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. But this is Catherine's story. And so Diane's the other woman. She's a whore. We're not going to like her here. Okay. Mm -mm. Um, Again, we'll look into it. And I encourage other people to look into her because she's interesting. But for all intents and purposes, she's not on our side right now. So um, Henry was put into her care after he returned to Spain. As like a mother figure. Yeah. And then they ended up getting together sexually when he was 15 and she was 38. And again, a mother figure to him. And it's... Ew, 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 ew. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking because like 38, but... I, again, she'd be interesting because whatever this woman was doing for beauty regiment, she was doing it because everyone, no one believed that she was that old. She was, but she didn't look it. She was beautiful, like drop dead, gorgeous, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Catherine literally got pushed aside for her, literally ignored just like his stepmother, Eleanor, was, wasn't invited to events. She literally went in the queen's place to everything. She would like, and if Catherine was there, Diane would be sitting on his lap. He'd play the guitar for her and like straight up, like feel her up in public and stuff right in front of her. And Catherine would just sit there and take it because that's what you do when you're the queen. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Making her look like a dumbass. Oh, I hate that. I know. Oh, poor cat. Again, it's one of those things where you can talk about it and yes, this happened back then and stuff, but like she really liked him. And like, it, God, that must have been so must have hurt. hard and humiliating. Yeah. Ugh. To make it worse, Catherine asked Henry for this luxurious Chateau de Chenonceau as just like a little getaway from it all, which wasn't uncommon. Queens yeah. were given palaces all the time, you know, like not uncommon. I got one, yeah. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. like, it's the least he could do. Like, yeah, get out of here. Let me just be with my mistress oh my in gosh, peace. Yeah. No, he, he gave it to Deanne instead. Just because. She didn't ask oh, for it, didn't want it. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's some shit. So. Cat poisoned him too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Deanne ends up having a daughter, and Henry recognizes her at court. And so, Catherine's whole situation is now put on this huge public spectacle, and Henry just had a daughter. So now it's her fault, right? Yeah. 
So she is on this ticking timer now. He already isn't attracted to her. It's been 10 years, no air. She's getting desperate. Yeah. So all of her desperate acts to have a baby just keep adding fire to the rumor mill here. Because when she came initially from Italy, she brought all of her people with her. Um, And remember, she's into dark stuff. Um, And so nothing else worked. And so she's going to try the dark stuff now, right? So she consulted all kinds of astrologers and physicists. Um, Nostradamus was one of them. She knew him on a first name basis. Mm -hmm. Um, Nostradamus told her Remember this. We'll see if this happens at the end of all this. Uh, He predicted she would give birth to three kings and bury them all. Oh, how depressing. Yeah. Um, She would use him to predict the future several times in her life and to, like, draw up horoscopes for people and stuff. Uh Like, her and Nostradamus were were tight. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, um, there was a guy she brought with her, Ruggieri. Um, That probably sounds so much prettier in Italian, but I'm going to spare everyone on our accents for this episode. (laughs) Um, He would become known in the French court as Catherine's personal necromancer and specialist in the dark arts. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Pretty much he was an Italian astronomer, but (laughs) everyone was like, no, he's a fucking necromancer. And she like consulted him on manners, you know, like this is who she's getting her counsel from. Um, So you can imagine the people in France are like, oh, ew, I don't like this. Um, Also, just to to show how into this she was, Ruggieri would later on make a prediction that she would die near St. Germain. And at that time, she was having a palace being built near there. And she straight up had construction stuff. Like, she's like, nope, fuck it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going there then. Oh, my God. She ends up dying in Blois. Spoiler alert, Catherine de' Medici is dead. She's not alive today. (gasps) (laughs) She ends up dying in in Blois. The priest who gave her her last rites name was St. Germain. So she technically <gasps> did die near St. Germain because he was standing by the bed. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. <sighs> That's wild. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Um, she would also go on to build this tower for Ruggieri at this district of Le Halles in Paris, one of her residences. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this column still is there today. I'll post a picture of it. Um it's 32 meters tall, and at the top of it, there's this really sciencey, artsy-looking, like metallic structure. Again, I'm gonna post a picture of it. Um, this whole thing is a square platform. Uh, the four sides are each four meters long, and they all face a cardinal point, which means they line up with the compass. Ooh. So this tower is like some astrological Mm -hmm. observatory shit now people will later say like oh no i mean it could have been a secret way to come and go into the manor um you know or use the underground passages because also there's underground passages going to these places oh yeah because catherine de medici um and i mean i it was probably both. I don't know. Like, what a yeah, she could bitch, have. Though. She's so I spooky. love her. Um, the stairway going up to this thing has 147 steps, and then there's two doors, and one of them leads into the Queen's Manor, 
would that adjoin to a courtyard. The other door probably led to a laboratory and it was heavily protected by this iron grid. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was kind of a digress there. But the point is like, she's definitely like into this stuff. You I know, it. she is. Yeah. Yep. Like this is not a rumor. This is a fact. Like yes. she, she's into it. So it's not helping when she's starting to use other things to help her get pregnant, like aphrodisiacs, love filters, like these unique concoctions. She would end up applying this strange mud type paste above her navel, and it was made out of like earthworms, powdered periwinkle, pulverized deer horn, cow dung, mare's milk, like just this sludge. And yeah. she was also like drinking mule urine. Like uh, she's trying everything. Doesn't it, like break your heart because they didn't not like she probably just with some IVF, they probably would have had some kid and it's just like trying all these things and is it gonna work? Probably it's not. Hard. And if, if she does get pregnant, it's probably not gonna be because of these things. Right. And she's it's just, just heartbreaking. So it is. And mm-hmm. I mean and it doesn't help that all of France is talking shit on you now. And and this is like your job. Yes. Like your whole job is just to have babies. And this is like a also a cultural difference too, you know, like they right. already don't like Italians and stuff. She's just building this bad reputation in her efforts to try so hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Diane over there with her daughter and pregnant and everything is just kind of grinding it in the fact to everyone else that, no, this is Catherine's fault. So Catherine was already jealous of Dan. She was tall and beautiful and Catherine was short and like not known for that. Um, so fun fact, Catherine was credited for making high heels fashion. To make herself appear taller. Yeah. So she didn't invent high heels. But they they were in because of her? Yes. Like, only, like, butchers would wear things that, because, like, all the guts and stuff on the floor, they didn't want them on, like, their shoe shoes. So they were a type of heel. Um, Women in Italy at this point were wearing platform type things. So, like, their skirts wouldn't get and all, like, the piss and shit and stuff, you know? But (laughs) it was, like, big blocks, you know, and they couldn't walk on their own. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Right. Um, And men's boots kind of had, like, that heel for, like, riding. Right. But other than that, no. She needed to, like, she knew that, like, she needed to glide around, you know, Mm -hmm. be attractive and stylish. Oh, and she was tiny, too, Mm -hmm. huh? So she was the one that added the flat bottom in the front for stability and comfort so she could so she could Smarty wear them. pants. Yep. Uh, this became a whole thing, the high heels. I'm just going to go on a quick high heel rant Ever here. Ever heard of them? High yeah. heels? High heels. <laughs> um, Emily and I are wearing them right now. No joke. <laughs> we sure are. Um, so they were heavily linked with royals specifically at first. Like Mary Tudor wore them. <laughs> um, they became the symbol of wealth and power. And like you can, they kind of make you walk more fancy and they upright do. and stuff. Yeah. Um, Louis XIV in France would famously declare that only nobility were allowed to wear high heels and they had to be shorter than his. Oh, so they would the go very on and on. of him. <laughs> yeah. And so... Just a fun fact. Yeah. She was jealous of Diane. She was trying. She invented some high heels. I'll post. Where it stemmed from. So interesting. Yeah. I'll post some pictures of some examples of um, like recreated heels that she had. They're very cute. Um, So meanwhile, in Diane's world, 
Henry wasn't attracted to Catherine and that's great for her, right? Like she doesn't want him to be attracted to his wife. That like puts Deanne's whole thing, you know, right into cattywampus. Yeah. So she really needed Catherine to keep her place because again, infertile queen, not good. That could be divorce. A divorce could lead to a love match. She could be out. This can't happen. So she, Dan, would constantly remind Henry of his like royal duties, like literally make him go sleep with her to get a legitimate heir. Like, wow, vastly encouraged this. And he did. He went and slept with often. And Catherine, like, didn't understand. No one, like, you know, couldn't figure out why. So here, here comes another rumor. I don't even know if you can call it a rumor because it's presented as such fact everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, here we go. It was said that Catherine had peepholes put into the roof of yeah of their chamber so she could watch Dan and Henry like have sex, which probably sounds super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, she was watching this, trying to figure it out, you know, like, I don't understand. And, level of desperation. Oh, oh, poor hun. It was one of those things I mean, where, like, you. <laughs> yeah, like, she, oh, man, she, like, got too deep in the timeline and hurt her own feelings, you know, like, oh, this yeah. whole thing, like, <laughs> broke her heart. Oh. The spectacle that Henry was putting on for Diane. Like, he wouldn't even look at Catherine. Like, mm-hmm. she loved him. Like, this wrecked her. So, again, I I know what everyone's thinking, but try, you know, like, try to think of it as not be. She wasn't watching it for fun or, like, to get off or something. This was, like... She didn't probably want to. No, <laughs> she definitely didn't after yeah. all this. But, like... She was very sexually ignorant, like royals are. Like, she doesn't know. Yeah, they don't tell you shit. No. And, like, Henry VIII is very much king right now, and he's over there fucking killing people over not having kids. Like, this is scary. That's true. It's not good. It's a life or death matter. So, um... Yeah, again, the people thing. Not condoning it. People saw people have sex more often back then, too. I don't know. Make of it what you will. Yeah. Um... We also don't know that Catherine did this all on her own because Deanne could have told her to do it. Yeah, because Deanne was said to give Catherine pointers on having sex with Henry because even though they weren't friends, they did not like each other. Right. Because there was something else going on all together. And that's where I'm calling it today. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that. Um, we haven't even started the witchy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Part two is it. Um, so, yeah. Watch for the photos and we'll hit you with a fresh cup and watch for part two on Catherine. You're yeah. not going to want to miss it. It's a lot. Yeah. Listen in for part two in a couple days. Bye. Bye. Okay. This is going to be a short uh, fresh cup today just so, a sip yeah just <laughs> just a little sippy sip but it's fresh okay so this is from subreddit true off my chest um you've heard this all before but i regret convincing my wife to open our marriage uh. <laughs> yeah yep do you do you regret that <laughs> Yeah, I like you said, you've heard this before. Yeah, I feel like every man who's ever 
said that. Yeah. Okay. I made the most idiotic decision of my life. I felt things were lackluster and wasn't attracted to my wife as I once was. Had a crush on a coworker. Convinced my wife to open our marriage. Oh, he convinced. Oh, I thought. Oh, I I somehow missed that. I thought thought that she convinced him and he gave in. And now he's like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) I convinced my wife to open our marriage. My coworker ended up not being interested, but my wife has more dates and men than she knows what to do with. She refuses to close it back up. So my options are deal with it or divorce. Karma's a bitch. Is that it? Is that the whole thing? That's the whole thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's poetry. That was just a poem right there in of itself. That was art. That was chef's kiss. I loved that. No edits. No. Yeah, that was beautiful. I, I don't even have a lot to say about that besides the fact that, like, yeah, idiot. God. I I, okay, I'm so mean about fresh cups. <laughs> I feel like I am brutal when it comes to fresh there cups. Was but this, what the fuck are you thinking? There was this one fresh cup. I'm not going to say which one it was, but Emily and I got there that day, and we were in a bad mood and did the fresh cup first. And uh-huh. you can absolutely tell, listening to it, we were so we're aggro. Like, fuck this person. Oh, yeah, and fuck that person. <laughs> like, right out the gate. Yeah. yeah this so, one is, yeah, I I wonder if she was like into it at first or if he had to kind of convince her and now she's like no I fucking love this yeah that's <laughs> hilarious to me oh, sorry man. about like the potential end of your marriage but it sounds like karma again everything changed when it was him just wanting to fuck some girl at work right like that's you didn't want an open really you just wanted to fuck this one girl at work right is what it sounds yeah, that, like that you know means you just get a divorce yeah Sounds I like you're gonna have I, to get one now. I was gonna say I don't, I don't know, I don't know how all that works or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, very. What's the opposite? I'm very closed in my marriage. <laughs> I am the most closed. Yeah, marriage. Like we have such a closed marriage. Like direct eye contact forbidden. Oh yeah, that's a joke, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hold Anyways, it. don't look at my husband. Um, <laughs> Do not make direct eye contact with him. Make He's eye like contact. a silverback gorilla. He's <laughs> <laughs> so mad he's the one who's going to attack. Yeah. You won't even see it coming. <laughs> Come out of fucking nowhere. Oh, yeah. Banshee. Yeah. Um, but my final thoughts. Like, God, this is a short fresh cup. It is really just a sip. And I just, karma. Ha. Ha 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 are my thoughts. Ha ha ha. Yep. Don't look at my husband. Uh, Bye. Yep. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>